Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. All right, so how was covering a game with the uh, lower body injury for you? (laughs) You know what? I was just out there doing my 111th because (laughs) iron sharpens iron, and I needed to be out there for my team. Wasn't my best performance, but did enough to get there and cover the game. So no complaints. My scooter came in clutch, though. But I got to say, anybody who's been at the stadium, there's a lot of like downhill slopes at the stadium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And ri- riding that knee scooter down those slopes seemed like it would be a great, fun idea until you hit a rock. And then you almost flip the damn thing. And then basically I would have had both feet wow. broken. So I was just trying to cool it a little bit. I was having too much fun before the game. So then like once the game started and I needed to get down to the tunnel and go do the interviews and stuff, I was like, okay, I really got to take this slow. So just the hand was on the brake the entire time. While you in a lot of ways kind of are, are a uh, metaphor for what the bills did on the field, right? I mean, like did just enough, didn't have your best a game, but yeah. still wound up winning. They did 27, 17. Bills beat the Packers on Sunday night football. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove. It's always game day in Buffalo. Thanks for joining us here, downloading the uh, podcast. You do it all the time. Make sure you subscribe. You'll get it always uploaded right to wherever you pod. We appreciate that. All right. So 27, 17. And I, I guess you walk away from this game feeling, I don't know about you, Matt, you tell me, but kind of like a little bit not satisfied. Uh, Josh mm-hmm. Allen kind of said the same thing. Just, he wasn't very happy with his performance. Um, there was a lot of meat left on the bone and, you know, I think, you know, coaches always want the perfect game, right? They always want to play the perfect game, but honestly, if you could win a game, especially by 10 points and still have a lot of things to correct, that's good for a coach because then you can get back in the work and say, look guys, we got a lot of stuff to clean up here. I think my biggest takeaway from the game, I think the Packers right now are an average NFL team. I Mm -hmm. think they have a quarterback who is capable of making them above average because of the plays that he can make. He's still really, really good. He doesn't have the weapons that they have. The Packers pass defense is good. Like they're the best pass defense in the NFL by some of the metrics right now. So I think from the bill standpoint, it shows that they can play a game where they make a lot of mistakes and they're very sloppy and they can still win against teams that are average, maybe slightly above average, and then the below average teams in the NFL. It was not a perfect day whatsoever, but I do think they did enough to win. They did enough to put up 27 points, which is more than they've had in a couple other games. The thing that's concerning to me is that they only scored three points in the second half. The turnovers are the big reason why. I mean, they took points off the board with both of those Josh Allen interceptions, especially the second one, because they were down in the red zone. I I have a theory on this, and nobody will ever tell us if this is true or not, but 
I think that they were so fired up with the Diggs, Jair, Alexander nonsense that was going on that they were trying to attack and attack and attack, and it forced them into making some sloppy plays that they might have not otherwise made. So I think that they were being overly aggressive because they were so amped up. They were so fired up and it ultimately cost them. But you could just tell after the game, like Josh Allen just won 27, 17 in a primetime game against Aaron Rodgers, And he looked upset. He looked frustrated and angry. And it was because he knew that he made mistakes. So I think that's just the level the bills are at. Like we have things to be critical. We have things to criticize and they won by 10 points in a primetime game. Like they almost covered, they were a half point away from covering the spread. Another double digit victory. I mean, like they're just such a big favorite that, you know, he still went by 10 points. You don't even cover by a half a point. I'm not going to disagree with you about the being aggressive thing. I think that, you know, they wanted to beat Jair. They wanted to beat that secondary Stefan Diggs. I love when Stefan Diggs has an edge though. I mean, he, he just, oh, he brings yeah. that attitude with him. He's, he takes it even to another level and the numbers were there again, over a hundred yards, obviously at the touchdown, mm-hmm. but I agree with you. I think that they were pressing a little bit. Maybe it's maybe not quite seeing the forest through the trees. Like the trees in this case are, you know, we want, we're mad at this guy and we're chirpy here and we're chippy and you know, we're winning. So let's be aggressive and let's attack the forest is let's do what we have to, to win this game. You know, you go back, you go to that fourth quarter, Matt, and the bills get the ball. They're comfortably in the lead by 17 points. And they just start, they throw on the first three possessions down in their own end through first three plays. Excuse me. That I didn't love that play calling. And then the execution wasn't there on top of it. Luckily they get bailed out with a penalty early on, but then they still wind up stalling in the drive anyway. And as you said, you know, Josh throws the two fourth quarter interceptions, by the way, um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't love that part of it. I didn't love the play calling to close out the game. I didn't love the execution to close out the game, but here we are talking about what we didn't like in a 10 point victory. I was in the press box late, late at night uh, doing my column. And I saw Dan Graziano of ESPN. And sometimes I think we're so close to the situation. Maybe we don't even realize how good this team is. And we're, we're nitpicking these things. And he looked at me and said, my gosh, they, they didn't even play that well in the second half. And they still beat Aaron Rodgers by 10 points. That's how good they are. Yeah, exactly. I actually, going back to your point about the play calling in the second half and especially that drive. So I'm sitting there in the press box when that's happening. And I looked over at my colleague, Brian Aldridge, and I was like, they're going to take a kill shot. They always do this. The minute they go up 17, they're going to take a deep shot. And wouldn't you know, they tried to hit a deep shot right down the sideline yep. and it was incomplete. I didn't have any issue with the play calling and them still passing the ball because that is their bread and butter. I had an issue with the execution, but I know conventional wisdom would say, okay, you're up 17 points. Let the clock bleed, run it, take some first downs. But I don't think they ever for a second were concerned about the Packers getting back into this game, the way they were playing and the way that they were just running the ball, like just taking time and time and time to get down the fields. That made no sense to me. We'll talk about that more later, but I don't have an issue with them continuing to pass the ball. I know there are some people out there who are like, Oh, in the playoffs, you're going to need to run the ball. And it's like, well, but no. here's why it bothered me, Matt. Here's why it bothered okay. me. I, I agree. I agree with everything you said, but they were running so effectively. Like that was still the path to victory. It, they ran for over five yards of carry 5.7 Devin Singletary, 4.8. It wasn't like, Hey, let's just try and bleed the clock. It's they can also gain yards. They were running the ball really well, but it felt like they stopped running the ball really well after the first two drives. Like they ran the ball at will down the field with Devin yeah. Singletary, especially. And then after that, they started to basically just be the bills again. They started to just pass the ball. So they were running effectively 
but I think they were only running effectively in the beginning of the game. I would have to look at kind of the play-by-play breakdown and see what happened in the second half, but it felt like in the second half, they couldn't get anything going. I know there were a couple big, like four yard losses for Singletary on first down where it just put them in second and 14 right off the bat. I think that happened on back-to-back drives. So I think that they were kind of like, listen, we tried it and it wasn't really working. I will say one thing that really did stand out to me. It feels like James cook has taken himself out of the doghouse a little bit and back into the good graces of the coaching staff, because I do think it's something that he was the guy that was out there for a lot of the fourth quarter. He had the big 41 yard catch that was down the sideline, really nice play. And then he was also out there when they were trying to seal away the game, they were trying to run out the clock at the end. So I I think that that's something I think maybe that means they're starting to trust him a bit more. Yeah, you're actually right. I'm doing the numbers now. 153 total on the game, 107 in the first half. That gets you to 46 in the second half, 46 on 14 carries is only 3.2 yards a carry. So you're right after like the first half, they didn't run the ball as well. And I think that the Packers made a couple adjustments as well. Um, But the Bills obviously did what they had to do to win the game. Josh Allen was not happy with his performance, but let's break that down. Um, I, I don't think he played his best game. He still made a few clutch throws, had the touchdown, mm-hmm. obviously to seven days where I think Josh really did a nice job was running the ball in this game. There weren't designed runs either. He was scrambling. There were a couple of times though, man, where I thought he should have made a different decision to actually run for a first down when he decided to throw it looked like there was, there was stuff in front of him, but he decided to throw the ball. Yeah, the first interception, it looks like he could have probably ran for the first down, but instead he was trying to force it. So it's weird because there are a lot of people who say, hey, stop running so much. Stop taking so many hits. Get out of bounds. There was an opportunity to probably run for a first down, but he tried to force a throw. I just don't think he saw him there. I'm not. The worst one is the second interception. That's the one that bothers me. That's the one that probably bothers most people, including Josh Allen. He said after he was just trying to dirt it, he was trying to throw it into the ground. He didn't get it low enough, whatever. I think this game and the feeling of this game is very different. If that's an incomplete pass and not an interception and they win 30 to 17 and he only has the one pick because then people are like, wow. Yeah. He had that one interception. He forced it. Offense wasn't very good, did enough to win. But the fact that there was another interception, especially where it happened on the field in the red zone after a huge play to James cook, that's what I think rubbed people the wrong way. Like, and when we say, once again, we're, this team is, ve- they're six and one. Mm-hmm. We are being critical and nitpicky here <laughs> because we have to. Like, this is a team that we think can win the Super Bowl. So you got to talk about all these little fine details because it's a long season and because there's going to be times down the road when these issues might pop up again. So nobody's pressing the panic button, or at least I don't think no, they are. No, it's just, I think you just, the, the way the game started, the way it was going just to kind of turn the other way a little bit, didn't, it wasn't the great way to close it out, but that's okay. Uh, it's a, they're six and one, like you said, and a, a really golden opportunity to get the seven, one at the jets, which we'll talk about a little bit later before we um, head to the defense. Let's just wrap up on the offense here. Devin Singletary did run the wall well again. And I went back and looked back 5.06 yards of carry over the last four games, um, James cook sprinkled in there. You know, I, what did you think of just the, uh, the way that the offense functioned when they had to, and when they wanted to run the ball early on, when they made a purpose out of it, I think it was a, I think it's a step in the right direction. I don't think it's there quite yet, but I think they're starting to find their groove, especially single Terry. It took a little while for mm-hmm. Cromer's group to kind of gel and to see what works and to what doesn't work. I don't think the Buffalo Bills are ever going to be a team with this roster that has a ton of success 
just lining up power eye and trying to run it up the middle. I don't think right. that's their bread and butter. I think when they can get outside, when they can do the pulls and bring the guards and bring the tackles outside and the, all that stuff, that's when I think that they're going to have success. So I think they're trending in the right direction. I still think there's room for improvement, but that being said, I think they're a more dangerous team on the ground than they were week two, week three, like in those games when nobody was worried about them running the ball. All right, let's take a look at the defense next here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo.